This episode of Witch Police Radio is the return of Panicland to the show. The four-piece pop group were last on the podcast around this time last year, and we hang out in a restaurant and kind of go over what's happened with the band since that time. We talk about their brand new single, some of their new recording projects, how they feel about the boy band label, which often gets assigned to them, and a lot more. This episode of Witch Police Radio is brought to you by Demodash Effects, proudly built by hand in Winnipeg. Demodash is the makers of the T120 Videotape Echo, which is intended to give you the sound of a poorly aged, bargain bin, blank VHS cassette that was used some point in the early 90s to record a wedding or home movie. This is the sound of that tape now recovered from storage and inserted into an equally old and decrepit VCR. This is definitely one of the coolest pedals I've seen in a long time, from the design to the sound to really every aspect of it, including the way it's packaged. And it's made by a guy locally here in Winnipeg who happens to actually be my neighbor. He lives a few streets away, which we discovered um, recently. And I strongly encourage you to check it out. Very cool pedal. He makes everything by hand. Definitely worth looking into. You can go to demodashfx.com to find out more information. Or you can find him on Instagram where he posts uh, all kinds of stuff about the newest projects he's working on. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre. To find out what great shows they have coming up, please visit myparktheater.com. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Please Radio. I am in a uh, bit of an unusual location. I thought we were going to A&W, but this is a little bit classier. <laughs> um, <and laughs> I'm here with uh, all four members of um, Panicland. So you guys were last on the show almost a year ago. Yeah. Today, really. I mean, it's like a few days different, but... Yeah, yeah, a year ago at my studio. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's cool to have you back on. Um, before we even get started, uh, one thing that I thought was interesting about uh, the previous episode we did with you is it actually got a lot of feedback. Um, some of them do, some of them don't, depending on who the guest is and what's being said. But there was a line in there that I think you said about um, Justin Bieber being punk. And a lot of people took that uh, and did not agree with you at all about that. So I got some interesting feedback. But uh, we can we can get into all that. But just to start things off uh, formally, let's just go around the table here. Everyone sort of ID who you are, what you do in the band, and we'll take it from there. Sure. Uh, I'm Brayden Herbacio, uh, lead singer, and I do the writing and producing. I'm uh, Riley Herbacio. I uh, play guitar and also sing. I'm Ian, I play bass and sing. I'm Travis, and I play drums and sing backups. Okay, so uh, like I said, it's been about a year um, since we last spoke. So what, I mean, just if you can sum it up, what's happened in that past year like with, with the band? I, I, I keep seeing content being churned out by you guys, and whether it's videos or, you know, photos, you're doing cool stuff, and it seems like you've done some traveling and things like that. But what's, yeah, what's happened, I guess, in a nutshell uh, since that time? Um, I think I would probably split that last year into two, two halves. For the, for the first six months, it was sort of pumping out content that wasn't music, but trying to sort of give a glimpse into the making of all the music. Okay. And then the, the next six months was sort of geared towards putting out that music, setting, because obviously, you know, 
you have to sort of plan ahead and get the timeline right yeah. before you put the music out, and then the song being released is like that tip of the iceberg. Right, you so, do all the hype work ahead of time, and then, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. so the second half of the year was sort of forming the iceberg, and okay. then we just reached the tip, which was releasing our latest single, The Edge. Okay, and when did that actually come out? It's pretty recently, right? Yeah, that came out December 14th. Okay, okay. And how has the response been to that so far? The response has been surprisingly good. Okay. I was because, waiting there. It's like surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, because I guess a lot of that song has been around for a while. Right. And it started off as more of like, uh, okay, this is enjoyable, but we can never put this out because it's really weird. Okay. Kind of in, in what way? Like, what's weird about it? Um, I guess based on based on our history and the kind of music we put out, yeah. the the contrast is pretty weird. Okay. Because I mean, we're still aiming for a pop audience. The the verses are at a tempo of 102. And the chorus is at a tempo of like 78 or something okay. like that. And that's like a huge no-no in pop music, <laughs> right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you'll lose everybody by the time we get to the chorus. But So we thought, okay, well this isn't going to be a single, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. A lot of people won't like it, but let's just see what happens. And a lot of the industry people that would hear the song ahead of time sort of just told us, oh, kids aren't going to get this you know, simple yeah. as that. Yeah. But it was always the reaction of, I get this guys, but kids aren't going to get this. And then when we put it out, it seemed like kids got it. Right. You know, right. people underestimate the intelligence of the listener. Oh, they, especially in pop music, people have this idea that it's just uh, the most basic, simple, like you know, lowest common denominator thing is what works. But yeah. I guess that's not always the case, right? No, I mean, I mean, throughout throughout history, that's how music gets pushed forward. Sure. Which is people saying, "Oh, that's not going to work." People aren't. Gonna and then get something it. different sneaks through, and it does work. And, and then, yeah, yeah, so yeah. and then yeah. it does work because. It's different enough for the listener to feel like they get something sure. that no one else gets. Sure. But meanwhile, everyone's getting 99 it. 99 yeah. of people are feeling that. Yeah, and for that's sure. like the, that's the secret combination. Yeah, just yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's, sorry, that just totally disrupted my train. <laughs> <laughs> there we Thank go. you very much. For everybody listening, uh, because we're at Earl's, we also ordered a Coke and fries, yeah, so that just yeah. arrived, so quick little break. <laughs> Mainly just so they don't kick us out, right? <laughs> you yeah, need to order something. Just gotta be nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the coffee, right? So Yeah, well, yeah. We're sort of all that. eating. <laughs> um, uh, sonically, has anything changed? I mean, I know you said this song is kind of not what you would expect to be work as a pop single, but in the in the past year, has the band changed anything notable just in your overall sound? I mean, you guys, you know, you guys are getting older. You, yeah. not, not that you're getting old, but you've matured another year as a band, right? Has anything sort of uh, obvious changed? I, th I think the, what we decide to put out is the biggest difference. I actually think we sounded more mature at 14 than we did at oh, really? like 21. Okay, but the difference is like what we showed the audience because I guess we only we only really put out probably like 0.05% of what we record. Sure. And um, now we're sort of, I guess it's also sort of matching the the changing of how streaming works and how people consume music. Yeah. But now we're putting putting out sort of whatever we want. Okay. And where it's, where it's almost like if, if we put out one single that's hip hop and another single that's rock and people don't get it, in a way we have this weird sort of, we take pride in the fact that people don't get it. It's like, sure, okay, whatever, sure. they don't get it, but in three years they will get it. Well, and I guess the way that with the streaming and everything too, you have the benefit of everything being very short timeline-wise. Yeah. I mean, you know, we released a single, 
within a week, there's been so many other singles released that if it doesn't if it doesn't work, people can forget about it, and then when your next one comes out, that, that could hit you yeah. know much better. And it's because yeah. everything's moving so so quickly. Versus you know you release an album and it sits for a year, and people either like it or don't, right? I mean, yeah, that's I mean, yeah, that's exactly. And part of like a regret of mine, in a way, kind of, is putting out our last single, The Edge in December because okay. we were thinking because we were told oh ever no one's going to get it we were thinking okay let's just put it out it's a little soft single and we'll put yeah. out the real deal in January but because people were getting it now what sucks is The Edge is a song from 2018 right right and right. now it's 2019 does it feel old like do you guys feel like it's kind of a, a previous uh, incar- not an incarnation of the band but like have you surpassed that in terms of what you sound like and where you're going is it well it's been done for for over a year like just playing it live and stuff um, or just like the actual song oh it's written. been sitting and waiting okay yeah, yeah it's yeah. been written and demoed for probably like two years by now yeah and then, and then we got the, the finished master of it um, in the spring of last year okay so it's almost a full year yeah of being actually fully done and we've been sitting on it so in that way like I don't know it feels old but every time I listen to it it still feels fresh so. when it's new to the listeners too at least exactly. I mean, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners and like I think it's always gonna feel somewhat fresh to us because it took a long time to complete so that means like anything that seemed like this cool idea really quickly yeah we would have like a month to sit on it and be like okay let's replace that and then usually those those cool quick ideas that may seem like good in the moment yeah. sometimes long term are what kills it sure and sure. so we had the time to get rid of all those sort of ideas so now I to feel give like it a lot of listens right so you all oh, wait this might not yeah yeah, yeah right. so I feel like it does have the potential to last longer because of that no, so fair that's, enough, yeah. that's one of the pros to waiting a long time on a song it sort of allows you to eliminate everything you didn't originally realize that sure. might end the life so- the lifespan of a song. We're looking down 50 stories at true love suicide. It's true love suicide. Yeah. An empty page in our story. Gotta move it, do or die. We can quit or we can try. Yeah. And now we're in the middle of the rage and glory. Asking where the hell it all went wrong. Yeah. I love you's quickly turning into I'm so sorry We're stuck inside the chorus of a song Yeah So it better be good It better be good It better be good What do I gotta do? Yeah. So it better be good, it better be good, it better be good. What do I gotta do? 
mentioned a few minutes ago that uh, you know you only release like a tiny percentage of what's recorded. Do you guys hold on to all of the recordings? Like, do you, do you, do you archive all of your stuff you worked on, or is it just thrown out once it's once it's decided that it's not going to go we, forward? We have it all. Yeah. Yeah. We. I was just listening to a song from when we were fourteen the other day. Okay. And uh, yeah, we we carry we hold on to like all of that stuff. Do you ever go back to them and say, oh, you know, this was an idea we had four or five years ago and it might work in a revamped version, or do they just sort of, this is the old stuff and it sits and... It's, yeah, it's usually yeah. that, just because there's so much new stuff, but it's like one of those things where you can't get to the new stuff without the old stuff. So sure. it definitely is still a huge part of the new songs, but in, in just like a different way. Well, and I guess if one of you dies, you know, I'm not saying I hope that happens, but <laughs> you, can, you can pull a Tupac and you can release like just you know, a ton of albums yeah. of uh, yeah, posthumous material. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I really think that... Like what? What we're what we're planning on doing is some of the old stuff that we have recorded. I think it's. I think maybe within a few years, it's going to be almost normal to release an old album that hasn't been put out sure. as a new album and have people listen to it as if it's just a new album. Right. Like, so what if it was recorded ten years ago? That's almost like a cool part of the story. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a weird B release. It could be. Here's a legit release. The first half of the album was from when we were 14. The second half is from when we were 24, and that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, I that think that might be cool. That makes sense. Yeah. That's like they they just put a movie on Netflix that was from the 70s. Okay. That had never been seen, and uh, I think like people are probably going to be primed to that. Well, they're just finding idea. it now for the, it's new to them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah it's yeah, yeah. really cool. What you can do streaming. And I, I know you you know you said a few times about you know the stuff you recorded when you were 14. I don't remember if I asked you this uh, last time. I might have. <laughs> if I did, I apologize. If someone's like you know obsessively listening to these and trying to compare them, but <laughs> I assume there isn't anyone. But how have the um, how do the listeners age with you guys? I mean, you know, you you write songs for your teenagers, probably going to appeal to other teenagers, right? I mean, that's that's the audience, and pop yeah. in general is a very teenage kind of heavy market, yeah. right? But do you do you find that you have fans who sort of um, Go are continuing to go along with you despite maybe not being teenagers anymore, and then you know they're your age and they're, they're they're still enjoying what you're doing, or is it still mainly the younger crowd that is you notice picking up on your stuff? Mm, I would say current currently, uh, if you look at the Spotify analytics, it's 18 to 24. Okay. Um, when we had the younger crowd, I found we would cycle through fans, so we would always yeah, yeah. have a fan base, and on the outside to people, it would look like we have the same fan base. When in reality. We were cycling through fans every six months because the thing is, what's that? Oh yeah, the fries are great. Thank you. <laughs> the thing is, when you when you have a young fan base like that, and and we had sort of the look and the reputation that we did, especially in Winnipeg, you they like you based on sort of the the hype train before they like you based on the music. Sure. And when that's why they first get into you. Um, there is nothing keeping them around, so it's easy for them to move on. To whatever the next thing is, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. which is fair. So, I mean, that was totally understood. That was, like, by us. Like, yeah, we put yeah. out music in hopes of doing that so that we could gain, like, some attention here right. in a different way than other people do. And we knew, you know, people aren't going to stick with us. We knew X amount of people are going to slam us, but we knew if you put it all together, it's going to create a bit of a spectacle for like two years. Sure. And then we knew we had it in us to make the kind of music we did when we were younger, yeah. and that we'd go back to that at about this age, which okay. we did. Okay, that's cool. Do you have a, I mean, do you get negative backlash from anyone for being a pop band? I mean, like, you guys... I don't want to call you a boy band, but I think that's kind of the impression a lot of people have, especially when I yeah. interviewed the first time. Oh, that's that boy band, right? Yeah. And it's uh, like, I mean, that comes with 
to some people anyway, like a negative opinion. Do you get that from anyone in the music scene? or Kind of just like Winnipeg. Yeah, really. just yeah. Winnipeg. Like it, usually just other musicians. Yeah. And I really don't care about what other musicians think. Right. I mean, they, they can do what they do and we'll do what we do and then only time will tell okay. in the end where everyone's at. Is there any is there any kind of uh, feeling like you have to prove something to them though or are you just good just no, doing what you're doing? No, absolutely not. Not to the, not to the musicians. Um, I feel like we have just something to prove in general but I guess it's, maybe the musicians would fall into that category yeah. but there's nothing really exclusive for them. Okay. Um, just because I think I think a lot of the time musicians are sort of wired differently than the average listener. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, because a lot of a lot of what they connect with doesn't reflect what the masses connect. They absolutely, with, yeah, yeah. Right. So I mean, a lot of people will connect with technicality, you know, and and they'll they'll see music as a form of intellect instead of a, a form of uh, like an emotional expression. Right. Right. And then the average listener is just looking for that hook that'll that'll well, get yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Or they're, they're not even the hook. The hook is just more of a gateway to the emotion. Sure. sure. So they're just looking for that emotion. If it gets there, if 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 the listener gets to that emotion because the musician went to went to school for guitar for 10 years, yeah. great, but they don't care that they went to guitar for no, they they, they take care about the emotion they, they get from it. The yeah, yeah. If that's how they got there, perfect. If they got there because maybe some outside writer wrote the song, yeah. that doesn't that doesn't even matter because the listener's relationship with the song is different than the musician's sure, sure. relationship. No, it makes sense for sure. Yeah. What um, I guess if you're playing writing and playing for a younger audience. I mean, in general, whether it's 18 to 24, whether it's teenagers, it's still relatively young people, right? Yeah, yeah. How do you, I mean, how do you tap into that emotion that works for that crowd, especially when you're talking younger teenagers? Because I think there's kind of hokey sort of stereotype yeah. feelings that those kids want to hear songs about. But do you find that necessarily true? Or, I mean, what are you writing about that's going to work for um, someone who's 16 years old, for example? I, I usually don't care. Okay. <laughs> like, you okay. Know, like I just write whatever. But I, you must I have like a formula write. that works for your sound, right? I mean, there must be something that you're tapping into that that attracts that audience. I wish there was. <laughs> this, with this song, uh, it's more almost like choosing to release it was was more of like how we're trying to gear it toward okay. what kids want, not like what you yeah. did when you made it, because. Like like I said, this this has been done for a while. Right. The song and we were just kind of sitting on it, but we knew this this Queen movie was was being produced right, right. and stuff. And over the last year or two, we've kind of seen that younger demographic demographic kind of um, shift their taste to like old things. And Makes so sense, yeah. um, our choice to release that when this movie is really big, like this Queen movie. And when kids are like obsessed with records and cassettes and all, yeah. like that was kind of more of the conscious thing. Okay. Yeah, it was more of like it's more of the way I always look at it is uh, I'll write as if no one's going to hear the songs, and I truly believe that no okay. one will hear them. And then when we have this pool of songs, what what we choose to put out is how is when we start thinking about the, the listeners. Sure, sure. Right, okay. and then when once we, it's already written and you've already sort of figured yeah, out. Yeah, because once you, if you start thinking about that too early, it's like you know how like Willy Wonka doesn't want his chocolate touched by human hands. Yes, yeah. That's what it's like. Right, right, <laughs> right. And I think that's maybe one of the knocks on the whole boy band thing is that people assume it's all like written in a factory, basically. Like you know, yeah. It's especially specifically written to appeal to this specific person, and I mean the school you're not doing that because that's I think that's what people assume. Not not necessarily about you guys, but just about you know pop in general and yeah. Especially when they see like something that they perceive to be a boy band, right? Like yeah, I think I think that there definitely is that perception with 
with bands and pop that it's that it's not authentic. And I think the only way to break that isn't isn't by reacting to it, but it's by just continuing to do what you do, and then in the end, time time will just tell. Sure. Sure. I'd be getting closer each time But then you would move the finish line I'd crack a smile like I'm fine But when you changed your heart, I changed my mind Now I'm not saying we're good, but it ain't goodbye 100 reasons to quit, just needed one to try Had me hanging by potential, addicted by design I loved you till my love ran dry I feel wasted on you What's the plan now that the, the single's been released? I mean, do you have more stuff in the works that's coming out soon, or what, what's uh, what's next on the plate? Yeah, um, I want. I think we're gonna release another. We're definitely releasing another single. We're gonna release one next that is kind of in a similar style. 
and then we're gonna release one that's in the opposite style. Okay. That there's like a 50-50 chance everyone will hate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in, in what way? I'm kind of curious. Because, <laughs> um, because, like, what do you mean by the opposite style? So, the last one, the Edge was was more of the. Uh, more of the sort of 70s rock, right. ELO, clean meatloaf kind of vibe, right? Yeah. And then the next one will be somewhat in the same direction. Then after that, we're going to go full-blown sort of mumble rap. Oh, okay. okay. With, with the same type of writing. Like, if you strip strip away the production for both the Edge and the mumble right. rap song, it'll sound the same because it's the same writing. It's coming from the same place. To me, they're equally as authentic. Yeah. But I think it's going to sort of trick people that are a little skeptical, and they're going to go like... Because it's not going to be real drums. It's going to be okay. 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 And in in reality, how do you feel with that? It's accurate. Got it. But but in reality, it, it for 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 all of us, it comes down to it comes down to the songwriting, and you know, pro- programming drums isn't necessarily easier than like recording the drums. Travis could probably bang out the take yeah. of this song in, in like one go. It's probably more the auto-tune vocals that sets it apart. I think, yeah, I think it's, I think it's sort of going to be a mixture of all of it. The auto-tune definitely doesn't help. And again, it's not because it's not because we we need auto-tune. It's like you're choosing it as a stylistic choice. It's yeah, a stylistic yeah. choice because at the time I was recording more songs like The Edge. Yeah. And it was sort of getting boring. And it's like, okay, what would I not do? Okay. I would not do a mumble rap song. Right. And so can you rap? Is that does that have you rapped I before? I don't know. We're gonna find out. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what people say. Right. Right. <laughs> so um, yeah. So then I recorded that based on what I wouldn't do, and we're like, okay, we can't put out this song. Like no one's gonna right. like it. And right. then the right. same thing happened. We're like, okay, let's put out this song. And so we'll just we'll just see what people say. Like, but I I think it's just an important piece of the puzzle. I'm not looking at this song as the ultimate thing or the edge as the ultimate thing. Yeah. I'm looking at like the next 15 songs. That's when people will okay. get it because then as soon as we put out the mumble rap, we're gonna contrast it with an 80s sort of ballad. Okay. And cool, so cool. I think it's all just a piece of the puzzle. I, I'm in a way, I'm hoping that people slam it and go, "Oh, these guys can't sing. This is auto tune. Look at yeah. this. Oh, they need a drummer. Get real drummers on here." Like I'm waiting yeah. for those comments. You know, so that should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of just like an experiment, I guess. Yeah. Cool.
right, so if people want to hear the new single, what's the best uh, best thing for them to do? Where can they where can they find it? Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you guys want. YouTube. It'll be there. YouTube. Okay. And then uh, what about your other stuff? I mean, all, your other songs are all on those same platforms? And Yeah, um, I think so. Uh, there's two others on Spotify right okay. now. Okay. And as far as shows, do you have anything planned for the next near future? Or? We're actually going to be moving to L.A. for a bit next Moving week. to L.A.? Yeah. Oh, wow. We'll be back, but um, we're going to be living there for a while. Cool. To, to record or what? Or, um, to record, to write, and sort of sort of all of that stuff. I mean, oh. we got a huge set of songs done, so it's time to sort of start the next set of songs. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's, I mean, that's a big, that's a big move, yeah. 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 Wow. Cool. Okay. And then is there a website or something, too, people can check out? Um, or yeah. just the, the social stuff? Whatever, yeah. It's The website's panicklandtheband.com. Uh, okay. So. Yeah. Or um, for the most stuff, go to Instagram because we're constantly updating. Yeah. Instagram, so. Well, and you're pretty uh, active on YouTube and stuff too, right? I mean, you guys do post a lot of videos and things, so. Yeah, there's a good amount on YouTube. Like, if anybody's interesting or interested in the lead up to uh, the, the recording of The Edge, I mean, you can find all that on our cool. Panic Reel series on YouTube, so check that out. Cool. Okay, awesome. Uh, if you want to hear more episodes of this show, you can go to witchpolice.com. Uh, all 200 or 350 or so episodes are on there for free download of streaming, including the last one these guys were on. Uh, you can also tune in on Sunday nights at midnight on 101.5 UMFM and hear older episodes. So maybe by the time this airs, you guys will be in LA. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but, okay, cool. but they'll still be able to find the song. So yeah, and your other songs too. So it's all good. Cool. Okay, well, right thank you for having yeah. us. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thanks yeah, a lot. Thanks a bunch.
Take out someone's love and run. 